Family. It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner. Really testing the limits of that phrase, the more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal. Right now, my boy Brian Stessel from the Herbcast is shaving his hair to help cure childhood cancer. So if you have a chance, you have any money, go on to HerbCast.com and be sure to donate. It's a really great cause. Brian's a really good dude. He's doing something that's really cool where they're going to cut off his hair and they're going to dye it. All for the cause of you know trying to cure childhood cancer. So he's raising money for that. It's a really great cause. I hope people take the time to check it out. Help Brian because Brian's a great dude, man. Please, if you have a moment, go on to HerfCast.com. Check out his cause. Help him out. Thank you. Black excellence is knowing where you came from, where your people came from, is knowing your history, how rich it is. Black excellence is taking care of your family, raising your kids, acknowledging your family, putting your family first. That's black excellence. It's pursuing a a goal, having passion behind it, creating a business, being an entrepreneur, running a business. That's black excellence. What's not black excellence is these power, quote unquote, power couples that you see online scrolling through your timeline on social media uh, with these uh, man-made quotes, you know, plastered against their pictures. That's not what black excellence is. It starts with you. At one point, they were on a smaller platform, just like us. We have radio shows. We have podcasts. Uh, we have blogs. Hell, we could just have regular jobs and, and we talk to people every day. We communicate with people every day. If you're doing that in a positive way, you know where you came from. Uh, you're still living this life. You're still able to say I love you to your family, to your friends. And everything around you is just positive. Your vibe, your mood. You have a passion behind what you want to do and how you do it and you respect the people that you're doing it with and doing it for that's black excellence black excellence is Devin Cox it's the Devin Cox experience and seeing the growth of of his content go from one level to the next level having various people on his platform that's black excellence he started with a vision he executed it and he's on his way. It's your boy BTG. BTG for president. Open run with BTG. A part of the Rare Sonics Network. I see y'all in Vegas. Smoke free weekend. April 16th through the 20th. That as well is Black Excellence. Welcome to the Delvin Cox Experience, the podcast, which each week. 
I'm on a one-man mission to unite our culture through diversity. I'm your host, Delvin Cox, and with me today is, shoot, an all-star cast, man. We are continuing the conversation about black excellence, and why not have that conversation with black men? So let them know who you are, guys. Uh, who we starting with? Guess we start with you since you talked first. Uh, well, I'm Otis, uh, one half of the Whatever the Podcast from Detroit. We've been podcasting about five years now, and we're still not famous. So that's us. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm Mike, uh, three fourths of the What Up Though podcast. Uh, <laughs> 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 and my math is why we're not famous. <laughs> I just got degraded to, uh, to less than three fifths of a fucking person. That's like less than a slave. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, that was accurate. Yeah, yeah we're talking, uh, talking about slaves. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I'm Devin, one-fourth of the According to Sources Guy crew. Um, we probably have gone uh, another year with uh, having a demographic block us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. But, you know, that's how we get down. <laughs> and also the uh, proud owner and curator of Seneca Athletics. And, uh, yeah, just don't block me. Yeah. Just, just talk. <laughs> now, what was the, what's, what's the, demogra- the demographic that blocked you now? Oh, man. I got to get to documents out all of them. it's a bunch of people documents oh yeah. man we got about i'd probably say about 80 percent of the trump train has blocked us oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all of the groups that talk about being uh, talk about what it what it means to be a real man yeah they got us on block no. uh i'd say sarah spain espn chicago she got me on block personally she probably got a cord sources dude oh ben ben Reiplesberger. He he blocked us too. No, but but to be fair, Ben he blocked everybody. Five percent of Twitter blocked. So. <laughs> I mean, it's a good accomplishment still because he's a rapist ass motherfucker. But I think he yeah. has like ninety five percent of uh, maybe higher of people blocked on Twitter, which is amazing. Like, did he pay somebody to do that shit? It had to have been. It had to have been. He must have found some type of algorithm to just do a find and replace. But in this in this instance, it was a find and block. <laughs> If you block ninety five percent of Twitter, you might want to only fucking be on Twitter. Delvin, are you blocked by Ben? No, I I never go on his. I forgot he had a Twitter. You probably blocked. I probably <laughs> I, I was <laughs> blocked. Probably blocked for you a good while, which was weird. I was blocked by Ryback, the wrestler. Oh, what? <laughs> I, I have no clue why I was blocked by him. But when I found out I was blocked by him, then I was like, "Well, fuck him, then. <laughs> I'm gonna make sure I stay blocked." <laughs> <laughs> I became incredibly petty and <laughs> started talking mad. The thing is, a block is kind of like complaining about a file after the fact. It's not going to get taken back. You just got to mm-hmm. fuck it. It's just going to, like, I've never been blocked and then unblocked. It's just what it is. So it's like, it's nothing you can really do about it. I thought you were about to tell me you had a conversation with him, somebody you knew, and then he unblocked you or some shit. I'm like, oh, that's admirable, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I've never had a conversation with him. I, I don't think I've even spoken of him. I don't even know who the fuck he is, but I don't watch wrestling like that. So yeah, he's a meathead type wrestler who was in WWE for a little bit. Well, when it happened, he was quite popular. Not a uh, not a compliment. So yeah, well, I didn't mean that shit as a compliment. Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> That's real. Yelling hard as hell today, boy. Yeah, you're coming in hot. <laughs> oh man! As always, we like to start the podcast off with the five for five: five questions, five answers. To get the ball rolling. Guys, are you ready? Yeah, let's hit it. All right. Question number one. 
when you think of black excellence, give me one person you think of. Who's that? Mm. What'd you say? That's said, tough, man. I'm not going first. Okay, I, I said, uh, when you think of black excellence, give me one person. Who the first person comes to the top of your head? I mean, the most cliche is, but the most uh, common thoughts I think I had was probably Obama. Like, not no no issues, no controversy. I mean, he may have done some some stuff. I mean, that you may have totally not totally agreed with, but for the most part, though, you know, he had a clean rap sheet. So, yeah, I go with Obama. That's a good answer. See, man, that's such an easy answer, though. Like, not I'm, I'm not easy, but like that's such like a. <clears throat> It's so like clutch just to go to him, you know. Well, sometimes the clutch answers are the right one. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, it was, no, it was clutch. It was clutch, and it was easy because I'm like, fuck. If I don't say him, I gotta really start <laughs> thinking. So let me get him yeah. my way. So. <laughs> oh man, that's why y'all should have went first. <laughs> mm-hmm. I would 100 percent jumped on that Obama one real quick. <laughs> Damn. It's a good answer because, like you said, he don't have any controversial shit going on. Whereas, like, yeah. even if you want to say Martin Luther King or something, you're like, well, he was fucking around. So it's yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like everybody else got some fuck shit. That, that, like, it's like an asterisk and shit, you know? Yeah. I can think of one person who I don't think has anything. Let okay. me see if y'all come to it first. I ain't going to say it. Oh, okay. Go ahead, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep laughing while I, while I try to think. <laughs> <laughs> man, I don't know, man. Shit. Uh, the guy that made the boondocks? <laughs> Eric <laughs> I don't know. It's actually not a bad choice. I don't think he has any controversy behind him. Aaron Magruder? Know, yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I said, right? Aaron Magruder? Yeah. 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 I mean, that's not my official answer, but I mean, shit, man, I can't think of nothing. Obama is a good one. Uh, I just keep thinking of people that don't have controversy associated with them. I can, I can think of a couple of them. Like I, I can give another answer, but I don't want to take away from those guys. So. No, so like my, <laughs> feel my, free. My first, my first go-to was uh, was Muhammad Ali, but like it's just like it's just like to Otis's point. It's just like you you want to think of somebody that don't have controversy, but I like in some regards I. Feel like I start turning into a hotel because I'd be like, "Well, the white man created that controversy for them." <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, you know what? And I think too, as I'm sitting here, you know, as we kind of think of people, like we could think of so many people, and I don't <clears> think, <throat> I don't think black excellence should be uh, defined as uh, imperfect. I mean, perfect. That's true. You know, yeah. so I think you know, like a Muhammad Ali, you know, he 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 did many things as far as paving way for different. For different reasons for uh for black folks so i think that's an awesome answer yeah i don't think you and at first when i said it i kept thinking i'm like <clears throat> perfect you know minimal issues at all but you know everybody fuck up once or twice so. yeah ali's a good answer honestly speaking ali's a really good answer i think his excellence stood the test of time that's important to note and remember that like people not only just black people just people in general Love Ali. No matter what stuff, how they felt about him in the past, even the whole thing about him not going to the draft and stuff like that, people love and respect Ali for what he did. Can you say that about too many black people? All right, I got one. Okay. Tyler Perry. 
Psych. That's actually not a bad choice. I was, I was hoping you was going to pull that out. <laughs> That's not a bad choice. If you no, know. actually, no, actually, I, do, I think it is a bad choice. I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why it's not. Okay, and then I'll tell you why I thought it was ridiculous for me to say that. Okay, I'll let you go first then. <laughs> I feel like he's exploited, I feel like he's exploited black people to appease, like, the lower common denominator of black people. Mm-hmm. The end. <laughs> that's it. I, I think that's a valid point. But he's if you done look at stuff he, to counteract that. Yeah, if you look at what he's but, doing now and him as a whole, you kind of like, all right, that kind of makes sense. In terms of him building this whole studio for black people, kind of build his own, like what BET was supposed to be. Yeah. I mean, I think the, the, I think the issue I have, I think I don't, I don't like a lot of the, the, the narratives of the shows he do. Oh, I guess, but what I think I what I don't like about the the whole situation is that people can outright hate Tyler Perry, but not hate the people that get paid to act for him. Like I I don't hear no no gripes about Felicia Rashad, uh, any of these, Eba, any of these people who have taken money who was working for him. But mm-hmm. everybody has the issues with him. Like is he <clears> have issues with everybody or nobody at all? You can't pick. You know issues with him because he made it, but don't pick the fucking people who coon for him. You know what, I'm saying? You know what? that's true. I, I never really looked at it like that because my biggest gripe with him has always been like, <clears throat> like, why is it that every movie, every show, anything that he produces always puts black women in a role of like being battered and hurt, and they can't do good for themselves, and it's that's never every, putting them in a role of success, role. being successful. That's every, or if they are successful, they have a huge attitude or something. Like yeah. they, always, they always got like, you know, some PTSD or they got an STD yeah. or some shit or whatever the fuck. Some fuck shit. Yeah, yeah. so that's all he does. But, you know, uh, that, and that's a huge gripe. I think a lot of people that, you know, all of the women are like on the bottom coming up or some shit. Like, yeah, they need this, yeah. they need this, this man or, or something like that. So it's just really like... Uh, that's that's what he that's that's the category of a shit he put out. But again, you know, they don't. No one gets mad at none of the people that work for him it or playing like, these parts. Yeah, and they, but they're always upset at him. Like I mean, shit. Like I say, like I said earlier, either you mad at all or you mad at none. But you know, you can't pick in this whole situation because without the actors, he couldn't fucking make shit. So yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Mike didn't even give an answer, did he? No, uh, no. I was gonna say my, my real answer was gonna be Rosa Parks. But then we that's got into answer. the Tyler Perry thing. Oh, that's that's, that's solid too. That's solid. Yeah, that's answer. solid answer. And, and Detroit representing. Yes. I don't. I don't need to explain my answer, do I? No. I was hoping that. You took a little spelling bee. <laughs> oh, shoot! All right. Question number two. Oh shit! We still got four more questions. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. This is gonna be a fun one. Who shot Ghost? What the fuck is that? You don't know who Man, Ghost I is? I watch that damn show. <laughs> is that from Power? I told you I don't watch that shit. I don't play it. I, I, don't, I don't watch either. And it's crazy. I've actually avoided. I just say avoided because I don't care if I see the spoilers or not. But I haven't seen Who Shot Ghost, though. That's why you got to just give a random ass answer. <laughs> that makes it even more funny. Okay, uh, 50 Cent. Oh, is he in the show? Does, is he is he, yeah, is he in the show? That's a great answer. I'm going to go with Otis on that one. Is he the 50? Or somebody no, that died before yeah. in the show, and they came back, and they shot the motherfucker. I think Fifty is in the show. I don't think he's in the show. I don't fucking know. No, he was. He got killed early off in some earlier scene. <laughs> I think his name was Kanan or something. 
and he was killed off in the earlier shit, I think. So okay, the ghost of 50 Cent uh, came back and shot ghost. Hey, y'all remember y'all, y'all remember uh uh not Bub the Realm, uh Minister Society. You remember the cousin who uh who came fucked and came back to shoot O Dog? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yes. That's who shot <laughs> Ghost. That's a good answer. <laughs> That's a good answer. Is he in power? <laughs> doesn't, doesn't even matter. <laughs> but that shit. <laughs> okay, well, Fifty Cent character is dead. Then I changed my answer to uh, Lala. You don't, you don't have to change the answer. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but she's dead too, though. Fuck. Okay. The Fuck. ghost of Lala and Fifty Shot Ghost. Yeah, they together. <laughs> so, did anybody have some really that? bad titties on that show too? I saw a video of that. <laughs> Nobody else saw that. <laughs> no, I, I didn't see that for once. Hmm. It was just steals on Twitter or something. Somebody showing a picture. She did a sex scene. Like, damn, those some sad titties. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, black excellence. Uh, black excellence. <laughs> we are not living up to that at the moment. We're sure not. No. <laughs> <laughs> We're sure not. Question. Well, you brought, when you brought up power, I mean, what kind of black excellence is that shit? Yeah, yeah. It is black excellence. It's, it's, it's entertainment. It's been running for a while. I mean, other than I don't like it, there's many shows I don't like, but I mean, it's, it's definitely not employed a lot of folks, and, you know, it's entertaining for some. Yeah. I don't care for it, but I don't, I don't. But, you know, however. I didn't realize how, pow- how popular power was until I seen, like, almost 100,000 people like talking about who shot ghosts, like what the hell? How are this many people talking about this show? Listen, the motherfucker did. Let's move on from his ass. You know, <laughs> I know everybody grieve in different ways, but let that shit go. But it's been, the, the thing, the funny thing I like about Power though is that every time somebody dies, someone makes an obituary for him and posts it online. That's like, the thing. One of the funniest things I've seen about oh, Power. Oh, I have to see this now. Every time, every time someone has died, they made like an obituary for him. It's a, if somebody on Facebook makes one, dude. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah. What's what's the uh, the Hispanic chick that died? I guess a few seasons ago that everybody hated or something like that. That's the whole cast. <laughs> Damn. But I somebody, I, I to Otis's point, somebody somebody made an obituary about her, and that shit was so funny. I gotta, so I gotta funny. find. I never even situation. seen the show, but I thought that shit was hilarious. Oh man, I gotta definitely check out these obituaries. All right, question number three. Give me your top five favorite black TV shows. Well, I got this. I'll go first. Oh, uh, I'm ready for this one. <laughs> <laughs> I can do this one. Um, let's see. Fresh Prince. Thank you. Um, Cosby Show. Okay. Different world. Okay. Martin. Uh, I'm heavy on the comedy. Um, and I feel like I'm forgetting something that I'm not supposed to be forgetting. Oh, you're forgetting several shows, but it depends on which one. You, how <laughs> well, you look I mean, at like it? What, what I'm—I mean, like I feel like there's something that I personally am forgetting that I would put in there, but it's—it's it's not coming to me right now for some reason. Um, I'll close with Living Single. Oh, that's a good choice. Fuck you, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> 
You can pick Living Single too. That's one of your five. Yeah. Oh, wait, what was your five again, Mike? Shit. Uh, Cosby <laughs> Show. It was Cosby a Cosby Show. show. Fresh Prince. Fresh Prince. Fresh Prince is my number one and nothing else is close for the record. I like that. <laughs> Power is number 2,760. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you going, Delvin? Oh, you want me to go? I'll go. Hell yeah, you got to go. You can't put him out there. The, you can't pick. I'm about the other Delvin, but I mean, whoever, whichever one of y'all. Okay, I got you. I got you. It's uh, Sanford and Son. Okay. Fresh Prince. There you go. Family Matters. Okay. Living Single. Okay. And, who shit, man. This is tough. <clears throat> I'd probably say, uh, I, I'm Martin. Okay. That was a good yeah. five. All right. You want to go or you want me to go? Oh, you can go. And I'll, 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 I'll pick up after. Okay. Fresh Prince. The Bulldogs. Chappelle show in living color. And the fifth one probably would be Sanford and Son. Okay. Since I did not consider animated shows or sketch comedy, I want to change my top five to Delvin's top five. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Uh so my my top five would be Martin, Fresh Prince, the Jeffersons. Um, living single, and that was the fifth one. Uh, family matters. When you when you do this list, you, you realize real quick there's a lot of really good black shows. Mm-hmm. Like we we didn't name a whole bunch. Like rock. I mean, it's so, it's so many that even if you do your top five, it's not like this is it's, it's exclusive to those because there's yeah. so many other ones that you know. Were great shows and shit. So yeah, I was gonna say you remember back, like what was years and years ago when the WB was out and it had like that lineup of like the Jamie Foxx show, Steve Harvey show, and it was I think it was Wayans like Brothers. hanging with Mr. Cooper and the Wayans Brothers. Man, yes. that that shit was an all star lineup. Great, great Hank, lineup Hank of shows. Mr. Was on a, um that wasn't on that that was on. Oh, it wasn't. No, that was on uh that was on WB, yeah, wasn't it? Which was it? This family matters. That was on ABC. Oh, family, yeah, family oh, Matters right. was ABC. Yeah. Fam- yeah, Family Matters was ABC. Family Matters was ABC. Then it was CBS when it got trash. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if y'all watched that when it when that happened. No, I don't I don't know if I remember the, the channel. Cosby show was on NBC, right? Yeah, Cosby Show was NBC, but in but the, the last- WB was Steve Harvey, Jamie Foxx, and Wayne's brothers, and it was another show I can't remember. Um now you gotta now I gotta think about it. I know I know what you're talking about. All those shows are are acceptable Five, yes, what other shows on WB? It was a bunch of them, and then UPN tried to do it. They came on some trash shows like Homeboys and Outer Space. (laughs) (laughs) That dumbass, (laughs) oh man. Question number four If you could have one conversation with any past black celebrity, who would it be? Oh, Prince, hands down. I knew that was going to be your answer. <laughs> yeah. Got close a few times, but no, hands down, it'd be Prince. All right, Mike, what's your answer? Uh, hmm, probably Eddie Murphy. 
Just because I feel like he would have like mad cool stories. About- it's alive. Yeah, it's alive though. Oh wait, it had to be dead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I was like, yeah, I, I was about to go to TMZ. Like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> my man, I know they had to be dead. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Let me rethink my answer there. Uh, the fuck out of here. Okay. No, I can. <laughs> oh, no, I can, I, can give, I can give a similar answer with the same logic, but the person actually did. Richard Pryor. That's a good answer. Oh, man. That's, that, that would definitely be my second one. Yeah. That's man, think of the cocaine fueled celebrity stories he could tell. Woo. <laughs> Yeah, and then answer B or one A, one B would be like Michael Jackson. Oh yeah, because yeah, I'm, I'm oh, definitely picking Michael Jackson. Um, there's some conversations there, I tell you. Yeah, I think. I think, I think <laughs> I'm some conversations. My person be because I never heard too many people talk about interviews from him. Would probably be Red Fox. That'd because be I never seen many interviews of him, and I don't really hear people talk about just stuff him outside of yeah. like entertainment. So that would probably be my pick. Uh, would be definitely Red Fox. That's a really good pick. I love Red Fox. Red Fox was such, seemed like such a cool dude, and he just had that attitude like, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to do and say what I want to say, and it doesn't matter. Yeah. he was. I, I read in a book once that, I forgot what book it was. I think it might have been like a, it was another rendition of like Malcolm X's biography, but I'm pretty sure that him and Malcolm X used to work together in like in a few restaurants and they were really, really close. And it, and it was like, I read that he was like that with a lot of people that he had personal relationships with a lot of people, but he never, never really talked about it. And it's to Otis's point because he didn't really do a lot of interviews with people. Yeah, that would be really cool. My answer is Michael Jackson paid them because I've heard stories from like rappers and stuff. That literally says Michael, the Michael Jackson you see on TV is not the real Michael Jackson. I know. Like he, <laughs> like, like they said, like uh, I think Akon said it. A few people said Michael Jackson was like really hood. <laughs> Shitty from Gary. Yeah, like he was like really hood and like really kind of street. And people don't really know that side I, of him. I don't know, man. That voice, man. I just can't hear him. Like split the blunt, nigga. <laughs> 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 go, go tell Tito to roll it up. Where the hoes at? <laughs> pop, pop, pass. Goddamn. I only call them hoes because I don't know their name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. We got one more question? Or yeah, we got one more two? question. Question number five. Who do you think is the greatest black athlete? Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders. That's I. That, I. I may be. I might. You know, flirt around with the idea of Bo Jackson and Jackie Robinson, but Deion Sanders. That's actually a really good answer. And a solid. Oh, hit a home run and scored a touchdown in the same week. Come on, come on. What are we really talking about? That is impressive. <sighs> That's gonna have to be my answer too. Honestly, uh, I can think of people who are the best at their specific sport better than he was at probably either of his sports. But mm-hmm. him being elite at both, man, uh, yeah. That might have to be my answer, too. I mean, I, I would... <sighs> Fuck. I feel like, based on their answers, you, you know, people who have done, like, multiple sports will probably be... But I'm going to take the non-traditional approach because I feel like there's only one reason you would say this person isn't. Um, but... 
I'm going to go with Serena. That's a really good answer. I thought somebody would say that. And I think the only reason you don't give it to her is because she's a woman. Man. No, the reason I didn't get it to her is because she played tennis. No, no. Well, well, I was just, you know, I think that's, that's kind of the argument. It's like, you know, you say, you know, she's the greatest tennis player. And I'm just like, no, nah, she's the greatest women's tennis player. And then you say, nah, she's probably no. the best tennis player. And then, you know, you start thinking about just achievements and shit like that. You know, she's done a bunch of shit. So, and tennis uh, is not an easy sport to play. No, I at all. Especially I, not easy to play when you're pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> and she won a fucking championship doing it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but ain't nobody trying to downplay tennis. At least nobody on this call, I don't think, trying to downplay tennis or Serena. But, like, my, oh, when no. the question was asked, my first two thoughts were Michael Jordan and Serena Williams. And then I was just like, <clears> okay, well, Michael Jordan was the best basketball player. Serena Williams, <clears> the best tennis player. De- Deion Sanders was great at multiple things. Like, and same for no, Bo I mean, Jackson. I, no, and I, and, I, and I get the point of that, too. I yeah, definitely get the there's point some validity to that. If he was even mediocre at one of those, I probably would have went with Jordan and Serena. Well, it was cool. I think I read that uh, Dion had actually suited up for both teams the same day, was the only one to ever do that. But he ended up not playing for the baseball team that day. But mm-hmm. he actually played the football game, hit a flight, got to the baseball game. But for some odd reason, they didn't play him or whatever. But that's nuts just to conf- – I mean, even – even however long that was ago, to be able to fucking play a full football game, jump on a flight, and then get to your next sport, you know what I'm saying? Like, even if he didn't play, which he didn't, that's still fucking nuts to be able to do, though. Did they add to the fact that Dion said it was also a rapper? <laughs> oh, yeah, he was a rapper. <laughs> Multifaceted. <laughs> it had to be the money. It had yeah. to be the money. It had the meanest perm I've ever seen in my life. Hey, he rocks. He rocks some pump waves. Like that was pretty fierce. So you know, I think you get extra points for that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> definitely. So let's get into down to business. What we came to talk about, man. Black excellence. Um, since 2016, man, we kind of been tested with black excellence in terms of like. So let me ask you guys this: What do you think it's been like since he who shall not be named got in office for black men in particular? What is it? What do you, you said? What has it been? What has it been like for black men in particular since Trump got in office? Hmm. What do you think your experience has been like with it? Because when he got in office, it was already shaking in terms of like you had police brutality. We've had constant c- cases of young black men getting killed and things like that. Then he got in office. I mean, I think I don't know if any, I don't I I haven't I guess experience any direct uh um things with him being in office other than just the media uh and just people online just being a lot more uh, a lot of more right uh um folks being a lot more blunt about shit i mean keyboard shit is just a you know for the most part um but um i think a lot of that kind of kind of went worse before that you know like you know when ferguson which was obviously before you know trump but, you know, uh, things that happened in Ferguson and, you know, Eric, Eric Garner and stuff like that. So things are already progressing worse. Um, I don't I don't know if there's been a lot of, uh, of actual publicized police uh, uh, brutality incidents since then. But I just think just in the media, um, it seems like it's been a lot more people that's been a lot more brass about supporting Trump, um, at least in my perspective, at least. Uh, that's kind of the big, biggest difference. You know, you had people who were like, you know, anti-Obama 
and maybe just anti-black, but you didn't see a lot of it, you know, uh, unless you really search for it, um, like on Twitter or Facebook and stuff like that. But I think a lot of people are a lot more vocal when it comes to, you know, supporting him and which makes no sense because he's such a fucking idiot. <laughs> you know, it just, it's, it's, it's crazy how people can justify supporting that guy. So a lot of online support, I think is the biggest thing I've seen. Um, to, to kind of add to that too, cause that, that's kind of what my answer was, but it wasn't even just the online shit. I was going to say that since, um, since he's gotten into office and over the course of that, uh, just over three years, uh, white folks have been a lot more brazen openly and publicly, um, with black folks than I've ever seen. Like, if you think about just how many videos have you seen of a white person not letting a black guy into an apartment building? Cause they said he don't live there. I've seen like, I don't know, three. No, you're, you're, absolutely, you're absolutely right. Like I, I've seen so many of those videos. I've seen so many videos. How many, how many different names have we come up with for a white woman who called the police on a black guy just for being in public doing shit, black mm-hmm. folks just doing shit. Like they don't give a fuck. And then like, I've seen videos of uh, white folks shouting out of their cars into black folks' cars, calling them niggers and all this kind of shit. Like, they are way more crazy. No, you're, you're absolutely right. I, might, I actually wish I would have went second because, uh, yeah. You <laughs> like, damn, that, it's like, I'm, like, I don't know. I had this. I was almost like a white person not remembering the shit. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, we, we, we did do that. No, he's absolutely right, though. He's yeah. definitely right. Um, especially to Mike's point. So a bit of a background on me, like my mother is black and all I was raised around was just my mother and her brothers and sisters. Like, it's so funny. Like the other day, somebody asked my son in school, it was like, uh, he, something was wrong with him. And teacher asked him, was he frustrated? And he's seven years old. So he don't really grasp what the hell frustrated mean. So his answer to her was, no, I'm black. <laughs> he didn't know what the hell that meant. <laughs> and he's biracial as hell. So, like, to, to, for me, it's a bit different because <clears throat> in public, a lot of most people don't know what my ethnicity is. The only people, when they see me, they, from the jump, they know that most of me is black, is black people, especially black women. And so I'll be in certain places, and I've noticed since he's been president, the 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 part of like most white people's brain that says okay let me try to ease my way into saying this ignorant shit or let me buffer this or let me think about this before i do it all that shit is out the window now like they immediately just go straight to being ignorant straight to saying shit because they feel that they are so empowered by this this idiot that they can say whatever they want so I love one of them t-shirts that I saw that was made when he became president. It's like, hey, I'm not my ancestors. I'll fuck you up. <laughs> <That's incredible shit. laughs> and like, I feel that every single time. And I, I love it because most of the time, they, they, they haven't put two and two together that I'm black. So when they start talking this, I'd be like, you know, I'm black. Where's, I, uh, do you got that same energy to say that over again? And we could just make this happen. And it's always the same thing. Like, oh, I didn't mean it like that. I apologize. And then here come the, you know, the Caucasian tears, the crocodile tears, because then they feel attacked and they feel pressured. It's overall, man, it's just like 
it's it's energy and anger that is not really that it's fueled by stupidity because they're they know exactly what their actions is going to lead them to it's going to lead them lead them to crying victim and saying no i've never been racist i have black friends shut the yeah. fuck up well that's always the first racist the, the, the first thing a racist says is that yeah, <laughs> yeah. Who the fuck, like honestly when have you ever heard a black man say some shit like he itemizes his white friends when, when have you ever heard anybody yeah. that's not white do that shit like yeah. they're the only ones that say shit like that oh no i have six I or seven black friends that live i like i love i like the itemized thing that was pretty cool i've yeah. never heard that that using that in that in that, that, <laughs> that, that i'll go say delvin though i um it's funny you mentioned that shirt uh that shirt caught a lot of flat uh like i know from your perspective from your perspective um you definitely meant meant, meant well um uh, but a lot of people a lot of uh flat was caught with that shirt because they're saying a lot of people took it and including myself and i never looked at it from a different perspective but a lot of people took it as uh, downgrading what their ancestors did. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. And so I was just like, no, nah, I think they. I like. I look. I'm not built to be a slave. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I would have been the most passive ass fucking slave ever. I don't feel like I have any of that energy they would they've had. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, but yeah. But I, I get your uh, your energy now, Delvin. Is your is your uh, is your dad white or other? No, my my, my father is. Um, He's a German and Hawaiian, like fresh off the boat for both. So oh, okay. he was he was born in Chicago, but both my his father and my grandmother, like they they weren't because this was like back in like the forties and shit. <laughs> they both were not supposed to be here. My grandfather was. Hey man, we wasn't. Immigrant. No, I'm just fucking. Yeah, and so like <laughs> when he met my mother. Like when they started just talking about things, she realized she was like, "All right, motherfucker, it wasn't as serious as it was for us." But I see that you know you were oppressed a little bit too. And my grandmother, she actually looks like a black woman because she's Native Hawaiian. So him growing up all the time, he always felt like you know he wasn't. I guess you would say, you know, he didn't feel included in what was going on with white people and and whatever society casted it as acceptance for white people. So it was always different for him. But like I back to that shirt. I remember I never bought the shirt. I, I actually showed it to my, my grandmother on my mother's side. And I was like, grandma, look at this shirt. And she, she just shook, shook her head. She was like, did you think it was a choice for them? And I was like, I didn't make the damn shirt. I'm just showing it to you. <laughs> And, she, and uh, to her point, she was just like, you know, it wasn't a choice for them to be passive. It wasn't a choice for them to be, you know, quiet. And and my grandmother grew up in Rome, Mississippi. So it wasn't oh. none of that whole, like, <laughs> talking that back talk shit or just trying to get, you know, try to be rebellious. You had to try to live each day without dying. And so I totally understood, like, both sides of of the spectrum of what people thought about you know a statement like that yeah i mean i want to take away from your point because you're making good points i think it's interesting that you know uh you're you delvin and um mike are both interracial and so i think there's a a, another component that for myself uh, um and like a delvin who doesn't have to deal with is some point of of growing up your identity being questioned especially if you identify with your black side Mm -hmm. oh yeah I think oh, that's it's a big aspect of it. Oh man, it's it's such a 
I get I, I get into I've tried to stop, but I get into arguments all the time about that shit. I mean, like, it's funny. I, look, I looked at your uh, your picture. I was like, "Why the hell we got this Mexican guy with a red?" Uh, a red shirt? <laughs> I told him, <laughs> like, "How is that going to play?" <laughs> I told him that he looks like the, the head coach of Florida State. <laughs> yeah, the coach and assistant job. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. Like it's like like growing up, it was always funny because me and my brothers, we don't have the same father, so they're all dark skinned, and so when we used to go out to places, my brothers were especially my older brother, this motherfucker was ready to fight all the time because it would always be that same question like, how come your brother white and you and you dark? And he just be like, because motherfucker, the sun was just up that day. What's up? You got a problem? Yeah. <laughs> like in certain neighborhoods where we lived around in Chicago, like when my, my parents started getting that good money, when we moved to a different neighborhood, almost often or not, like somebody would call the police because they say that my mother kidnapped me. <laughs> and I'd, I'd be and I'd be growing up. I'd be like, "What the hell is going on? Like, what? I don't understand it." I definitely can relate to that because my son is part. Well, my son and my daughter's part Hispanic, and my son is Devin's complexion. <laughs> so when when he, when he was growing up, when he was a baby, he was white. So people oh, yeah. used to look at that's really crazy. Like, damn, are you his? Are you his caretaker or some shit? Like. Where's Miss Daisy at? And people used to look because he's like this white kid with this curly hair, and they're like, "Yo, why are you carrying this kid around?" Like, no, this is my son. Relax. But that's—I remember for years, I used to get funny looks anytime I went somewhere with my son, unless I went with my son and my daughter because they look alike. Like my daughter's dark. He's like, but they had the same facial complexion and stuff like that. Like, oh, okay, that makes a little bit more sense. But each time I take my son somewhere by myself, I would get the funny looks. I would get the crazy, weird comments out the side of their mouth. But even now, my son's now 14 and he goes to a private school. And his, his classmates sometimes forget that he's black. So these little Spanish kids be like, yo, what's up, my nigga? This, this, that. Like, and he looks at like, yo, what are you talking about? Oh, we, we're not yeah. saying that right. Like, yeah, you're not. <laughs> yeah, my son, he's up with that shit. <laughs> it's 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 challenging. I will yeah. I will definitely say that, man. It is extremely challenging, especially when you have people who will say like, "Oh, man, you ain't really black." Like you can't you can't interject in this conversation. Like your ass is you don't you 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 right in the middle. You ain't in on this. Yeah, uh, that the shit like that really, really pisses me off. Especially growing up the way that I did, growing up around the people that I grew up around, like that can be super frustrating. Yeah, I definitely can. Mike, do you have any input on this? I had input first. Oh. <laughs> 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 I was like, y'all cook, man. Well, I, well, I'm gonna go to the next topic because this one's go light a fire under Devin real quick. Oh shit. Oh yeah. <laughs> Let's get ready. Let's get ready for it. I want to talk about toxic men in terms of the in terms of the black community. Oh shit. This is something you go. that kind of like plagues us. It's been a hot topic, especially with me and Devin talking about it lately in terms of how and I talked about it like spoilers. This is probably gonna come out before I already recorded an episode with the black women and this came out. This is gonna come out before that one, but we had a conversation about that in terms of how black women in general don't feel supported by black men. And that male 
Tox, to- toxicity? You nailed it. Oh, yeah. I, good. <laughs> I thought I messed that up for some <laughs> Yeah, uh, it plays a big part of it. So I want to get y'all thoughts and opinions about it. I have questions on the. I have questions about the question, but I'm gonna let Devin talk because he'll probably answer my questions about the question. Um, I think that like the the modern like conversation around like male, like what? Wh- how'd you say the word? Devin, it was toxic toxicity. Uh, what it really is is just male fragility. That's all it is. It's a, I read a lot about trauma and, and, you know, things that happened to us, especially as black men growing up, things that we saw, um, and things that shaped us to who we are today. I feel that a lot of men who try to put out this, this, this macho vibe and this, you know, this is what it means to be a real man. And this is how you, this is how you're supposed to carry yourself. I feel like a lot of men who do that shit and they try to project that out. And belittle other men who do things different. I really feel that they don't understand that they're suffering from some type of trauma that they experience in their younger self. And they don't know how to fully, I guess, uh, compartmentalize and, and be able to adjust because of it. And what's really going on, especially with somebody who I just had the pleasure of uh interacting with over the past two weeks uh who shall not be named he tried that shit with me and you know tried to who do the whole motherfucker you a simp and all that other shit and in reality it's just him suffering from something that he's dealing with that he doesn't have the i guess the pride or the courage to analyze and take care of because i'm a man there's no debating that um but I have no problem saying that, you know, I have emotions. I cry. I, you know, I'm happy. I, I feel joyful. I don't have a problem with calling up one of my guys and be like, hey, man, are you doing all right? Is everything okay? Um, you know, there, there's nothing wrong with that. And it, it's troubling, man. It's really troubling to look at a lot of, especially black men and see that, you know, they have to put out a macho vibe to, to show that they're a man like none of that shit is necessary at all. Like I could cry about losing somebody and then I'll still let you know that I've been boxing for 11 years and I got hands. So what you want to do? There's <laughs> nothing wrong with me saying that. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, it's, it's, it's something else. I want to uh, like hear Mike's questions about the question before I answer because I'll just like some clarification and so forth as well. Oh, curious uh, what, I'm curious to what his questions are. So, Oh, well, I had two. My first question was going to be like, how is he defining toxicity? Um, I feel like I kind of picked up on the context a little bit uh, based on what Devin was saying, which to me, like he said, translates to fragility, but I mean, I don't know if that's what you were going for. Yeah, now. That's exactly what I was going for. Oh, okay. In terms of how well, let me just give you a quick synopsis of it to clear it up a little bit more. Um, men today, well, the older generation of men today, not necessarily us and who are in this podcast right now, but kind of look at this younger generation as being simps or being like any type of word you want to call it because they, they show their emotions more in terms of how they like, okay, the younger generation likes to dance more. They like to be more flashy, like to have fun. They don't 
hide who they are. And that a lot of times that kind of looks at, gets looked at as like a weakness because they're more emotional and people kind of kind of take shots at them being so emotional about things. And <clears throat> it's almost like we ha- we're living in two different generations in terms of how men were in terms of how we used to hide our feelings and things like that. If we, if we were hurting, we kept it to ourselves to how men are now when men are kind of looking at being very emotional. When something happens, they show that emotion. They kind of hold that emotion on their sleeves. And there's also a certain vibe and like a, a certain group of men who kind of look at you like that as being weak and kind of bash women for those type of things too in terms of like a woman's places in the house and they should be washing dishes and cooking food and stuff like that. They still have these old values. This is still a thing that certain men think that's okay. Like, hey, women should stay in their place and they shouldn't be working and doing things like that. And I feel like in some, some situations, it's becoming a problem. Okay, so my second question was going to be um, what you were saying. Like you said, that women felt like uh, they're not supported by black men. I was going to ask what, what uh, like, not to spoil that podcast episode, but like, um, can I get an example? Like, not supported in what way? In, in short, they said it always in terms of how, <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> that's probably me saying it modestly. Like, um, they feel like, they have to go out there and go get it. Like, I don't think I mentioned it on air, but how the whole 26, was that, it was 2018, the midterm elections, how women, black women specifically led the way for the Democrats to take back the House. And that kind of gets brushed aside and people kind of like, the news made it like look like it was women, just women in general. But in actuality, it was a lot of black women voters that they didn't get in 2016. Mm-hmm. And it kind of and women feel like they were kind of black women feel like they were kind of left out in the cold because when black women do things like that, us black men don't support it. That's how they were feeling. And when they go out there and make moves and they do things to show support for us, we don't reciprocate that back. Hmm. Interesting. Um, both of those things are. I wouldn't not necessarily news to me, like I'm aware of them, but like I'm not aware of, I guess, to the to the degree that those things exist. Um, I haven't really heard too much about uh, like an older generation shitting on a younger generation for showing emotions or whatever. Like that's kind of something that I, I haven't really heard much of. And it, maybe it's maybe I exist somewhere in between, but um, in between in the sense of like, I don't belong to either group. But um, yeah, like my thoughts on that, like that, like that's to me is just. Like, like, like Devin said, man, that's fragility right there. Like I, I can't wrap my head around the idea of being overly concerned with how another person operates as long as it's not detrimental to other people. Mm-hmm. So like if you just out there living your life and doing whatever you do, I mean, yeah, there might be some times where I might look and I'm like, uh, like, like I might see like one of these like younger rappers, uh, dressed like a clown and I might be like, he looks fucking corny. And that, but that's like. <laughs> But that's the end of my, that's the extent of my care toward that. Like, I'm not out here, like, checking for other dudes, like, oh, man, we shouldn't be out here crying. Like, oh, like, I don't, I don't concern myself with how other people live their lives. So it's not, it's not a level that I can really relate to. And I don't see it that much. But um, if, if folks, I mean, not to say if folks, I mean, clearly they are um, really out there shitting on people for uh, how they live their lives. Like, uh, 
I don't know, there needs to be more focus on self. And I do think that we're doing a better job of that. Um, there has been a, uh, like, like mental health in the black community has become less of a stigma, which is dope. Um, but homosexuality has continued to be a huge problem for black folks that it's still like a huge, huge stigma. So like, um, there's things we're getting better at things that we're getting worse at, uh, yeah, I, I can't I can't really speak too much about the the idea of judging other groups. Um, as far as supporting Black women, um, again, something I can't really relate to, but that's something that I see a lot of, like just on 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 Twitter and shit like that. And I, I'm 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 splitting my opinion on that because I know that it exists and I know it's a thing, but I also know that we tend to. Um, uh, we tend to magnify the uh, degree to which certain things are happening. And I think that if you have something that exists like a, a, a situation where uh, black women feel that black men aren't being supportive of them and that's, and that situation may be true. It kind of like opens the floodgates to a lot of other shit that isn't necessarily true. And what I'm getting at is while I can agree with and sympathize with the idea that black men may not be as supportive as they should be. I also, from another perspective, see black men consistently being punching bags on social media. And I agree. And that's a thing where, um, I think there's also not enough of self-reflection in that, in that case either. Um, I want to bring that up next to it. But go ahead and finish with because after all this talk, we're going to bring that part up too. That's something very important I want to talk about. No, I, mean, that, I was really just about to wrap up with that. Like, the, I, I think that um, there comes a point where when uh, everything's being blamed on the black men, that it's probably about time that you might, be, you might need to look at what you're doing wrong. And that's not directed at a group of people per se, but um, there's, it's just not it's just not mathematically possible for black men to be as ain't shit as they're portrayed. Oh, it's, it's not possible because damn near every, every woman that could say a man ain't shit or specifically a man ain't shit has a black man. So every man, but their man ain't shit and probably their man ain't shit too. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, it can't, you can't, it can't be both ways. You can't say man ain't shit and then you have a man. So every other man ain't other than like your daddy and your brother, if you know him and shit, you know, so that, <laughs> whatever. But to your original point, um, uh, super masculinity, I think is, is a huge problem. I see it all the fucking time, especially with social media. You see fucking strangers. You know, it's a couple. It's a, actually it's a guy, and I don't know his name. Um, but I see he he's he's in the podcast network, and I've seen some really oh. really odd masculine. Uh, oh, Otis! If we, you can find his name, just you can confirm if, if it's the same motherfucker we don't talking. say his name oh, on the podcast. I'm not gonna say his name. I promise you, I'm not. We could, I can't. I can't. You know, yeah. I can't even think of his name. I don't even associate. Y'all I've seen him in. Y'all know who it is. I'd have said that motherfucker's name. Like <laughs> I can't. I can't. I don't know. I don't like. I honestly don't know his name. I can tell you. I, I can tell you what his avi is and shit afterwards. But don't, don't say his name. Him. I've seen this one person and he exhibits some some real, you know, like I think he would really be like 
like dead set, like angry and pissed off and disowned his son if he was gay type shit. Can I just it's say him. That? It's like gotta that. be him. Delvin, it's gotta be him. Do He's not. gotta be talking let's, about Let's it. talk afterwards. I'm pretty no, sure. We definitely like gonna you. talk about this motherfucker <laughs> hey, afterwards. <laughs> and Otis, I'm gonna tell you the greatest story you have ever heard. And I'm okay. gonna fucking drop a video with it. You are not disappointed. He really is. He really is. Hit him up. Oh man, I ethered his ass. Hey, okay. how about how about this? You just putting out a podcast. Why don't y'all write his name on a piece of paper and hold it up to the camera? I don't, I don't know his name. I don't know his name. Oh, shit. Tell me, do it right I don't know now. his name. <laughs> only, reason, only reason I uh, I see him is because uh, um, a girl who does a podcast, she she tweets with him, and he's even said some shit that she didn't even agree with. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, it's him. It's got to be him. <laughs> I'm pretty turned the fuck up, man. I'll I tell you what. I will, I, will text, I will tweet. I will DM you the name right now. Okay. Okay. Um, and then and then the last thing that I wanted to the last thing that I wanted to say is I feel like the dudes who are like that are probably the most bitch made dudes out the group. One hundred percent. Like the most bitch made. Because you are sitting there talking about uh you know, about say like Otis said, maybe like, Oh, my son uh, if I disown him if he was gay or um these dudes out here being emotional, acting like bitches or whatever whatever the fuck you out here saying. Like to me, you the most sensitive bitch made person. If you are that concerned with what other people are doing, like if you are truly confident in yourself as a man, what the fuck do you care what a- another person does? Mm-hmm. Why do you care if if they, I don't know, any of the innumerable examples we've given already, whatever. Like, I just want to say, I think those are probably the most cowardly people on the inside and they mask it by trying to be overly masculine on the outside. And I would love to see Devin use his 11 years of boxing and get put hands on those folks. I would love see, to. and this is the thing. So, That's like, the video. Like, no, I'm just kidding. And so, <laughs> bro, like this, this is the Close. this is the point that I tried to make to a motherfucker like this who we're who we're speaking about. The 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 platform that is social media is perfectly made for for men like this because they feel that they can project off just bullshit onto different people and they what they'll end up doing is they'll find that there are people that are just as ignorant as them and they'll follow them and their ego gets boosted even more, which makes them feel like, Oh, I'm even more right. You're just like the dude in office. You just surround yourself with a bunch of idiots who, you know, cape for you and and fill your brain up to make you think like, Oh no, I'm right. This, this has got to be right. And my biggest issue with that is, so I, I work in the field of mentoring young black men. And one of the, the most damaging things that you could do to young black men is influence them in a negative light because they, they, they want to be loved so bad. They want to be around people, around other men like that. They want to be around somebody that looks like them so bad that sometimes they, they'll, they'll be doing shit that they know is wrong, but because the group of people that are around them says that it's right, they'll end up doing it. And you have people that are on the internet just spewing out bullshit, and they're gonna they're gonna influence the negatively influence a young mind to make them think that that shit is okay, and it's not mm-hmm. at all. Like I'd rather talk about that first than than me putting hands on you. I'd much rather do that and just tell you like, hey, fam, like what you're doing is wrong, man to man. I'm telling you that this is wrong. Instead yeah, of me of- just 
beating your brains in and is walking away and be like, yeah, fuck you. And well, do the right thing, you know? That, that was one of our that was one of our last podcasts about, you know, sometimes just somebody just need to get punched in the face, you know. <laughs> set them straight. But uh so like to, to the point I was making, um I the 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 super masculine like thing is just it's just it's toxic as fuck. You know, uh Mike um talked about a little earlier that you know mental health has definitely become um things that black men are actually dealing with now. I mean, famously you have like you know, Charlemagne, he talks about uh, seeing a therapist and stuff like that and stuff. And I think of just my inner circle is that, you know, over the last, I don't know, two years or so, you know, Mike has talked about seeing a therapist. And I have a good friend who's who's uh, seeing a therapist now. And it's our the friend who's who's I'm um, talking about, you know, um, excuse me. Uh, he, he opened up to me, you know, one day like, man, look. I I'm in like a, a bad space right now, man. If we could just get together so I could talk and get some stuff off my chest. And I'm like, bet, you know, I'm on call whenever you need me, hit me up. And he ended up, you know, we ended up taking a ride, you know, uh, for about an hour and a half and just talking it out and stuff. But those are things that guys, a lot of guys don't want to do. They feel like it's something less, lesser than a man to be able to have those conversations and those interactions and stuff like that. And so I'm just happy to see, you know, that, things are like that are, are kind of breaking up, you know, mental health is real and, you know, guys are really, you know, taking it serious and hopefully they got people around them who are, you know, helping them through that process and stuff. Um, and then, you know, I think, you know, Mike mentioned it earlier about, you know, or one of you guys mentioned about just gender roles and things of that nature. Uh, it, it's just real, real toxic. I, I, I have minimum people in my life who are like, fragile like that as far as the men that I consider friends and stuff. And so on uh, the people I, you know, that, that have been, you know, I keep them because it's not my personality. It's not my style. It's not the people I want to be around, you know? So that's one of the things I just kind of, you know, push out my life or whatever. Um, as far as, you know, the support of women, um, I think that's a interesting topic because I would love to, the, the another conversation of like, how do you want support and who do you want support? from like the women in my life you know are supported i'm not out supporting random chicks on twitter because they may have done something good for the day or <laughs> or whatever the case and so i i don't understand it i i think in general um women especially black women have always um had it harder than a lot of us you know um in the, from the workplace to you know and things like things like that so you know i'm i'm Hell, my my mom was black. <laughs> my wife is black. You know, my you know the, the 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 small circle of females friends are are black. So you know, I support them. I may not support the random Twitter person, you know, or, or outwardly at least. But I want her to do well, whoever the fuck she is, as long as she ain't out male bashing and on some fuck shit. Right. You know. So I I don't really know how to how to how to answer. Really, how I, I guess I just don't know what the support is needed, especially when you, you know, when you think of like social media and, you know, there's a you're, for the most part interaction interacting with a, you know, a, a good amount of strangers, you know. So nope. I don't, I, I don't, not, not exactly sure, but that's kind of my kind of my take. Well, I'll say this then. Let's table this conversation for now, and down somewhat down the line, we have some black women on here to have this conversation with. Absolutely. I, I think that'd be really good. I can't, cause we're kind of just spitballing and throwing shit on the wall. And I think it'd be good to eat, to have that, that, that conversation. So I'm definitely up for that. 
yeah, I think that's a really good idea to kind of just table this for now and have some black women on here to ask them their opinions and thoughts and hear from the horse's mouth. I think that's perfect. Absolutely. Why you call? Why they got to be horses, Delvin? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, the proper term is stallion. No, I'm yeah. Well, no, actually, but yeah. Yeah, actually not, but yeah. Not, but. <laughs> also, I, I will tell you this, Devin. Otis 100% confirmed that it's the correct person. <laughs> that's why I was laughing. Dude, as soon as I saw the name, I was like, that's that nigga. That's that nigga. <laughs> And, you know, I was almost, I almost responded to that guy one time, but I was like, I don't think it's worth it. And I just didn't feel like, you know, I don't know. You know, I was listening to uh, the Devlin's podcast with uh, Daryl Davis earlier, and he has a great approach on life and is really commendable, you know, uh, as far as having those conversations with people, even if you don't agree. And I'm not there yet. Um, the closest I got there was with the bearded idiots and they're cool people, but we, we have a lot of things we still don't agree with and we just don't, and we're just not going to agree with, we've heard these other points, you know, but we, we, it's just things that fundamentally we're not going to agree with, which is fine. But I think as some people, I'm just like, you know, God got to sort them out. Like they're just going to be lost. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm just not up for some conversation because I don't think it's going to go anywhere, you know? So it's like. You, you wish people would get better, but it won't be on my watch. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Well, he got me blocked now, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, the, but the Dale Davis thing, not to touch back on my past episodes, um, I learned a lot from that. I think that helped me, too, deal with people like that in those type of situations where I can learn to kind of understand, not necessarily agree with, but understand and kind of have a conversation with them without oh, wanting to Absolutely. Punch him in the face or anything like that. Yeah, he's he's admirable, man. He, he, you know, you know, I know, you know, a little bit about him. You know, you had mentioned Daryl Davis before, and I believe he was on Herfcast before. Yeah. Um, and so he's talked about his, you know, his interactions with the clan and stuff. And you know, my first interaction probably would have been a punch to the face. So the fact that you know he's had so many physical interactions that ended well is you know definitely commendable. Um, but I think we need those people to be able to have those conversations. Um, I don't think I could have those conversations, um, but there's always a person for that, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So. To, put, you, to De- put Dev and Michael on the game, um, Dale <laughs> Davis is an activist, and this whole kind of claim to fame is that he's gotten multiple members of the KKK to put down their robes. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what he's known for. It's pretty dope. Oh, yeah, you told me about him before in the thread once, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's a real dope dude, real dope guy. Yeah, I was listening to him while I was uh I was making meatloaf and shit earlier. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was uh you know I was I you know I had the uh, gender I had to change my my gender role and cook you know because I know guys don't like cooking. Yeah, because you know guys you know, don't cook and shit. It's, right. They don't yes. cook and shit. We're not supposed you know, to be in the kitchen. And it's all against that fuck their shit. it's against their gender responsibilities and shit. You know? <laughs> fuck out of here. But, you know, but yeah, so I, I, like I said earlier, man, I, you know, I know I don't want to hash too much on it, but, you know, I think being able to have that conversation with black women just to hear, hear their, hear their complaints, hear their, hear their point of views and to kind of, you know, have that interaction conversation to be really good. So whenever you get a chance, that'd be dope. I'll definitely do that. All right. The final topic I want to talk about is something I think holds close to Devin's heart in terms of like uplifting your community being a black man who's being successful and kind of building up your community in terms of like, one of the things I always appreciate about Devin is um, his whole thing with Cynical Athletic. 
Like, Dev, Dev explain to them, because I can't explain it as good as you can, what Seneca Athletics is. And- yeah, man, Seneca Athletics is a fitness and training brand that I started in, um, like, late 2018. Uh, it's inspired and dedicated to my older brother, Seneca Woods, who was murdered in uh, March 2017 in Minneapolis. Um, the purpose of our brand is to um, help everybody locate and enhance their inner greatness, whether it's through uh, working out, uh, sports, sports development, or just emotional development. Um, the consistent thing that we try to convey to everybody that we work with, whether it's through mentoring kids or just personal training adults and the youth, is to... Um, it's the same two words every single day, every single session. It's just be great. Um, there's a lot of us who go through life every day where we feel like, um, you know, that when we see other people being successful, when we're in a position where we don't have, you know, what we would identify as, as success, we usually see other people that are successful or have great things. And it seems so easy for them. And it seems like, like we'll try to, you know, locate ideas in our mind to say that, well, they have this, they have this benefit and this person gave them money and they were born with money. In reality, yes, that is a case for some people, but, you know, you have the same type of greatness inside of you that you can accomplish most things that you wouldn't even dream of. And that's the thing we try to, we try to make sure that we, you know, communicate to everybody that we work with. Like you, greatness isn't some superpower that you could be born with. It's in you. And my brother was a real big advocate for that, with uh, especially with young black men in the on the South Side and the West Side. And then when he moved South Side, West Side, Chicago, and then when he moved to Minneapolis, he was doing it there. So, um, yeah, man, that's Seneca Athletics in a in a in a nutshell. We're still growing, and we're still you know trying to do everything that we say is just be great every day. That's pretty dope, man. Appreciate it. Um, Devin, if you get a chance, there's a um, there's a guy here in Detroit who's doing a lot of mentoring. He has a book. Um, yeah, actually, his name is Jason Wilson. Um, he's a good friend from back in the day. Um, but he uh, he has a book called "Cry Like a Man," and he's uh, he does a lot of mentoring in the city. Um, so I think if you uh, um, it might be some good info info just on stuff you do here in Detroit. If you Damn. get a chance, I. Uh, love jason wilson really <laughs> yeah bro. like i like like it was one big jason will jason wilson believe it or not jason wilson was one of the i i had like when my brother passed away i had actually went like a few months with no social media uh-huh. um i just deleted everything you know you know you go through a grieving process. Hey, i mean you say that my uh my brother passed was was killed in, in 17 as well so i uh i totally sympathize with you as far yeah, as man, my condolences. dylan so I, I i get it I, I definitely get it and um like the f- when as soon as i got back on the internet the first video i promise you the first video that i saw on instagram was jason wilson was jason wilson talking to the to the little boy in the um in the dojo Mm-hmm. And he was talking to him like, "You're upset. It's it's okay to cry. That's why we are here. Look, nobody's here. Nobody's leaving you. We all in this together. It's okay to cry. Cry. Now at the end of that, let's make this happen. Like it was right then and there. I was like, "Listen, I'm gonna do something about this." 
like Jason Wilson, he is a constant every day. And like my morning, like manifestations and like thinking about what I'm going to do, bro. Like I, I, I always read something from him, like going forward. Like that's my dude, man. I, I love him. (laughs) <laughs> that, that's dope as hell, man. Uh, he, uh, it was funny. I met him many years ago, probably early nineties, I think. And, um, he, he used to be in a, uh, he was a DJ in a, uh, a, a local rap group years ago. It was called, uh, chaos and maestro. They didn't mm-hmm. do well at all, but I remember that that was like late eighties or something like that. But he's been doing a lot of ever since then. I think he had kind of got into like the whole mentoring and he was using like, he used like martial arts as yeah. far as their, uh, like, um, they're they're a group for like the younger uh younger men or whatever and i think they had some kind of weird controversy because uh the tv show us had used a portion of what they do on the show and i think it was something like nine credited to them or whatever they had a scene where they use like this mentor doing like martial arts or like just like mentor program or something wow this is like two three years ago i think like that so they had like this huge apology to him and his, you know, his mentor program and stuff like that for what he, you know. But yeah, it's it's cool that you mentioned when, once you said it. I that was the first person I thought about was uh was Jason. But yeah, Jason, real cool people, man. I haven't seen him in a few years, but he's doing some some cool work. You know, uh, they just got a, a they got like some huge uh, funding to uh to get a building that they uh, been wanting to uh, expand in and stuff here. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's good people, man. I've been doing good stuff. But it's funny you say that because I think, you know, when people talk about these younger generations and they say they're not they're you know, they, you know, they're, they're not what they used to be. Or I hear like, I hear like the, like the wackest whole old head term I always hear is that the whole cut from a different cloth type shit, oh, you know, God. Uh, <laughs> but they, but these, these same guys who, who are like, like down talking a lot of these younger dudes aren't doing anything to help. And I can't say I'm out mentoring and stuff like that. I was doing a lot when I was, uh, I did some after school programs. I was doing stuff when I wasn't working. I just haven't had the schedule to do it, but I really want to get back into it at some point. Uh, but you, these guys aren't doing anything in like the, the, the mentorship area to want to, you know, and actually I think a lot of guys really aren't fit to to be perfect. I think the, the guys that actually, these older guys need to be mentored themselves, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, 100%. Yeah, so, but they're not doing anything, you know, to, to, to help these, these younger um, uh, boys or whatever the case. So I think that's a, a huge void that's missing, just mentorship in general. But I think Detroit is definitely benefiting from, from Jason and uh, the things that he's doing. So that's good stuff, man. Uh, I uh, hope everything uh, works out well for you guys there, man. You know, so Thanks, definitely. man. Appreciate it. Yeah, I think it's important to help build up the communities and you don't even necessarily have to technically raise like a group of people. Just you can start one person at a time and just build up your communities and things like that. I'm glad that you both mentioned cool things that's going on where you guys stay at. I think that's awesome that we got I feel like this. It's important for the youth to see black voices care about their community. No, for sure. You, you, you don't, you don't hear about it much. You know, the whole narrative of, of men ain't shit, especially black men. Cause that's really what they're talking about, you know, but you have a lot of cool things going on in different areas that people just don't, that's not getting the pub, you know, um, I had another friend, uh, that I worked with years ago. His name was Quan Ellums. He's a teacher in Detroit and he's been, um, 
in like the news lately because he's been spearheading things to get more black male teachers into public school. So, you know, we have these people doing stuff, you know what I mean? I, I came off the, off the hip with two different people that I know are doing great things, you know, in the city. But if you continue to look at Twitter niggas and that's supposed to be the bar we have, that's not it. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's, it's, it's tons of people doing cool shit out here, you know, and it's just because, you know, the nigga at the club ain't doing shit or a <laughs> random Twitter nigga <laughs> is, is the one that's not doing things. You know, that's, you know, one thing I really hate is that you have a few people, a few like, ain't shits, and all of a sudden everybody's just ain't shit. And it's just like, it, 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 I hate that shit. I mean, I used to be on a, uh, every time I seen that shit, I would call the shit out on Twitter and shit. You know, I just, you know, the ain't that the ain't shit brigade. You know, every time it was just some derogatory, you know, think about black men or just, and I was just like, you know what? I can't take up for all these niggas. Like, it's 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 something it's something that's not doing well and it's deserving, but you know, everybody just ain't shit but your nigga because he's yours. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, come on now. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't compute, it doesn't make sense, you know. So yeah. Wild wild stuff, dude. Wild shit. Definitely. Let me ask you guys this. Being black men, how do we kill the stigmata of the ain't shit nigga in terms of how people look at us and say, oh, he ain't shit. He not doing nothing for his family. He not taking care of his family because that's a huge misconception that gets kind of thrown on us all the time that we don't take care of our kids where all of us on the podcast have kids and we all take care of our kids. Man, I, I, I don't really know how you do it, man. I think, you know, like this, this I can only, I can speak for you, Delvin. I'm assuming Del, other Delvin as well just based on the conversation we've had. Hell, I was just with Mike and his wife and his two kids at the Pistons game. Yes, two of his three kids at the Pistons game. And I know he's a dedicated father, one of the better better dads that I know. Um, we're 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 doing that, and we're not. And we don't have to showcase that we're doing that, and we're doing yeah. it. You know, so it's like I don't know what they want. You know, do they <clears throat> want you know Twitter selfies of us fucking changing diapers and fucking mentoring our kids or whatever the fuck? You know, I I don't know what what's really visually like people want like tangible evidence and shit. And I just don't know other than what telling stories. I mean, I don't know. In the, in, in, at the end of the day, the, the stories that's going to be told on Twitter is only going to be the ones that are viral and probably entertaining. A lot of the good shit isn't, you know, if we speaking on that social media platform, a lot of the good shit, unless it goes viral, is not going to be talked about, you know, all of the just good man. It doesn't Facts. get pushed out. You know, all of the fuck shit, you know, all of the viral videos of, of, uh, that, what the fuck ass, uh, not should say fuck ass. He got issues, but the player, uh, <laughs> um, homeboy on the street. Antonio, and shit. Oh, you talking about, oh, no, 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 Delonte, Delonte West. West of all the, all the fucking, and I say fuck shit because the people recording this guy, like he's clearly has issues and people are recording first and, and trying to, fake like they care and shit, you know? So you got all these videos of, of Delonte West on the street and shit, and no one's actually doing anything that's in, like, close proximity. You know, you got videos of fucking, you know, Antonio Brown doing what he does, you know what I mean? But, you know, you got all these 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 great athletes that are doing cool shit, you know? Uh, Le- and as much as I'm not a huge LeBron fan, he's done great things in the, you know, philanthropy area and stuff especially in Akron you know you you got 
all these other players and things like that doing stuff. You got all kind of athletes doing cool shit or uh, entertainers, but you only push the the bad narrative, you know, like, I, and I don't, I don't know how do you change that shit? Like, you know, I, one of the things that's, you know, you know not going back too much with Daryl Davis, you know, but one of his points about black history month was to eliminate it, but to make it as, as common as regular history. So it's not eliminated for the sake of not, not carry on black history, but to push it every day. And it's like, how do we push these things every day versus these certain moments of time where we give 30 seconds, 45 seconds to a certain topic, you know, and then after that it's gone, you know, Yeah. I don't have the answers, but I just think, you know, being able to have those questions and being able to put them out there and hopefully have those conversations can kind of, you know, push that shit more. Yeah. So I don't think we can change the stigma. We can only uh, work on our immediate surroundings and hope that that impacts the people who surround us. So like, um, I, it, it, it's futile to think that you can do something on your own. That's going to impact how black men are viewed. But all I can do day in and day out is try to be the best person that I can be. Um, I have, I have three kids, um, one boy and two daughters. Um, so raise my son to be, uh, the best man that he can be. And then try to use, uh, try to share what I've learned with any youth that I encounter to make sure that they don't make the same mistakes I did. So I try to like, um, I mentor whenever possible. Um, I do it a lot through work and, um, to try to just, to just share the knowledge of things that I've fucked up in the past, or even if it's not something I fucked up, just something I've learned just from being on this earth longer than them. Just like, Hey, you know, don't do that. This, that's not a good look. Maybe you should try it this way. And those aren't things, none of that stuff is, 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 is things that I promote. I don't go out there and be like, hey, look at me, I'm with my kids. Or, hey, look at me, I'm uh, you know, cooking food for my wife or whatever. Or, hey, look at me, I'm mentoring this kid. Blah, blah. I don't post that stuff like that. And it's, well, for two reasons. One, that's corny. But two, <laughs> I don't do it because like, um, the impact that I hope to have will be um, uh, like, so that the, the kid that you mentor, uh, maybe that kid grows up to be a good man and then has an impact on another kid, or he has a son has an impact on that kid, or I have an impact on, on my son or another black man sees me raising my kid. Right. And is like, Oh man, I fuck with that. I like how he does that. And then as that spreads, like almost like a virus, as that spreads a good virus, obviously, that's something that we can hope not the coronavirus, other... but a good virus. yeah, not the corona. The coronavirus sounds delicious, by the way. Um, <laughs> but it's not. The... It's definitely not delicious. Definitely not. <laughs> why'd you give it that name? Anyway, no, um, that's what it's called. The China, the, the one. No, in China. I know. I'm, I'm saying, but yeah. like, oh, why, why did they give it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it's, that, I don't call that. Um, but yeah, just hope that 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 spreads and then that gets observed by the people who you know have whatever stereotypical uh thoughts they might have about the black man and i mean that's really all you can do is just try to um impact change on as many others as you can and just try to be the best person you can be and then the change would be incremental like the the change in like as far as like how we're perceived that'll be incremental but i mean if we all do that i mean it's obviously going to be people who are going to peep it so um yeah you just got to try to try to affect the those who are immediately around you and not really worry about the perception. Cause like at the end of the day, um, if, if women are on Twitter saying black men ain't shit, 
at the end of the day, I, I can log out of Twitter, close out that app and continue to, you know, raise my kids right and try to help, you know, other kids grow up better. Hey, before I forget, and I know, um, I don't know what you're about to say, Devin, but so I would give you an example of the, 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 one of the best examples I could think of, of almost, almost great intentions, but, but horrible execution was around like Christmas or something. I think Blueface, the, the fuck shit rapper, was oh, somewhere giving out money. And his way of giving out money was standing on a fucking car, shooting yeah. off his fucking hand like he's at the strip club. Like, at the that, was a, that was the greatest opportunity to just say, hey, here's an envelope, put some money, whatever the fuck you want to do. But instead, you want to make a, uh, a fucking a music video damn near out the shit and stand on a car throwing fucking money, people going crazy, fighting each other for fucking cash. And that's why niggas ain't shit. That's that is <laughs> those are the reasons that men ain't shit. Shit like that. Those are the reasons yeah. when you see when you see Boosie and he's like, you know what? I wish I would have skeeted in one woman. That I mean, <laughs> great <laughs> great rationale, but poor execution. Like those are those reasons that we get labeled ain't shit because all all they do is they see certain shit like that, and that is the reason they're putting all of us ain't shit because of. These random ass viral interactions of stars doing fuck shit. Like Blueface had Blueface should be happy he's making money because he's he's the worst fucking person <laughs> to be on a mic since like Ren and Tana, the hip hop down nations from like the movie and shit. Like Damn, seriously. Call back. So Damn, you went you took it way back <laughs> with that one. <laughs> yeah, so it's like I, those are those are perfect opportunities to be upstanding people. Granted, your fucking music is fucking terrible. Like, I don't, I, I can't even, uh, I, well, I forget the song he fucking had. It was some dumb shit. But he could have made pretty much me say, you know what? I'm not a fan of his music, but I appreciate the things that he's doing. But instead, he made a spectacle of it. And now he's still a fuck shit nigga, like, times two now. So, you know. Yeah. <sighs> I think it always goes back to um, exactly what. Both Mike and O said, like, it's, you know, the whole men ain't shit movement. I, like, it's for some of them, I can't understand. You were in an unfortunate situation, an unfortunate relationship with a man. Um, and now you have a negative, you know, outlook on men going forward. You know, you, my, you had a teacher that treated you like shit in, in some point in your life. I, I, sh- I assure you that you didn't go through the rest of your schooling saying like every single one of these motherfuckers in the Department of Education ain't shit. I'm not going to give them the chance to be shit. They ain't never going to be shit. They never was shit. You didn't do that. So now, as to what O was saying, you choose to, you don't retweet, you don't like, well, maybe you'll like, you don't comment and share your thoughts on a dad who's in his children's lives every day doing all the tough shit that we as dads have to do. Um, you don't have anything to say about that, but you, you make a conscious decision. You have, and you, you make this decision based on all the other things that you could talk about on social media. You make a conscious decision to share your thoughts and say that all men aren't shit just because you see Blueface and Boosie and all these other fuck motherfuckers out here on the street doing fuck shit. It, it's, it's almost like the news. You know, the news ain't going to put out every night in Chicago that, you know, you know, Seneca Athletics helped 
do a mentorship program on the South side that had 20 kids from Inglewood come and partake in boxing skills and men's skills. They're not going to put that shit out there, but what they will put out is these motherfuckers going crazy and Inglewood shooting up the block because that is sensationalism. And people, you know, people kill me when they say that they want to spread positivity, but no, you really don't. You, you, by you saying men ain't shit, you are literally fueling the fire. And you are contributing to other people thinking that about men when that is not the case at all. Like, do you know how hard it yeah. is? I, I 100% know it's hard to be a mom, to be a black woman, to be a Hispanic woman in, in society. But it is not easy to be a dad at all. So I, I'm, I hope I don't lose a dem- one of your demographics when I say this, Delvin. But you know I'm used <laughs> to that. Listen, somebody said to me the other day, they sent this to me and Dre. They said, ask a woman to describe a great man and watch them describe a motherfucking slave. And I read that shit and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> oh, I got to test that out. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. That's, oh shit, that's reckless right there. But and then I sat back and thought about it. I was like, ooh. Well, you wait know, it's funny. I think you may be on to something. I'm going to have to test that theory at some point. But I think either. They describe something to you, what you're saying, Devin, or they describe the, their dad, which is it's, it's, if, if, it's, if he was a good, if he was actually oh in their God. lives or something like that. 100%. 100%. That, and it all, and I, you remember what I was I talking about? And I don't even Trump. think that. <laughs> Listen, it all goes Delvin back to shit. There's, there's an origin to all the shit that you be talking about. To all the shit that, you, that is troubling you, that you talk about on a consistent basis, there's an origin of it. And if it's something that's negative, the origin of it is trauma. So either this motherfucker who raised you or lack thereof wasn't shit, or you had brothers that weren't shit, or the, the father figure in your life wasn't shit. But not every person is going to be like that. Like, no, ab- absolutely not. Absolutely not. My wife talks... I'm, I'm sorry, I mean to cut you off, Delvin. No, 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 um, you're fine. My, uh, my, my wife talks about things that I do. She, first off, she had a great dad. My, my father-in-law is an awesome dude. Um, and she talks about things that I do that I mirror him in some issues. And I take it as a compliment, but at the same time, like I do things to you, your daddy wouldn't. So I don't want to be like, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) but in in general, you know, I, I I take it as a, as as a compliment, you know, but I think, you know, when people are hurt, you know, from men in their life, brothers, brothers, uncles, dads, and not even just, you know, perverted shit, just, you know not giving the attention they wanted, not being loving, you know, being super, you know, uh, uh, protective, but not being emotional with them and stuff like that, you know, that gets carried on. And then, you know, you potentially have situations where women may not, or they may want all these things that they never had and male figures in you. Mm -hmm. And that could potentially be overwhelming. Like I got to be the daddy you ain't had, the brother you ain't had, the uncle you ain't had. Like, I just want to be your nigga. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, you know, and so I, I think that that can be problematic when you deal with someone. And I think that goes both ways with a guy who didn't have, you know, had eight shit women in his life. You know, you know, he's now looking for, you know, the potential mom, the potential sister, all of these good things, you know, um, on a total another subject, you know, just about, uh, that's why I think that male, like male and female, like best friends are really hard to work, work as just friends because the things you see and like a male, uh, so from a male perspective and a woman or a man, those are the same features you see in a mate. 
Oh, 100%. You know, so those are, I think it's always hard to have those, but that's a whole nother subject. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I just, I just, I, I think that, I think these Delvin. I think you you're gonna you gonna have to be the the spearheaded for this man. I think we need to have those those actual live conversations to be able to bounce ideas off each other, male men and women, to be able to especially uh, you know black men and women to have those yeah. conversations. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. <clears throat> All right, any final thoughts, guys? Before we go, yeah, this is gonna be my final thought because Daddy Duty is actually calling me right now. <laughs> see he see Delvin is is he's he's opposite of ancient. He got daddy shit to do. Yeah, this, he is he is in there wailing away right now, and I just got the eyes. So <laughs> you go you go first, brother. Yeah. Um. To uh, my final thoughts is first of all, first off, I want to say that this is like I don't under, I don't think that people fully grasp how something like this just off four of us talking is is so powerful in our community and so powerful for us as as black men because too much of the stigma is put out there that we all hate each other and that we ain't shit this right here is something that is powerful and it can like doing this often sets a precedent and it sets a, a positive influence moving forward for other people to see especially the younger generation and uh i also want to say one more thing uh just back to the men ain't shit topic. <laughs> I just want to point this out. For as much as motherfuckers talk about the men ain't shit, we live in a society where people, for the ability for people to make a mistake, especially for men, it seems like one mistake can just fuck us forever. Yeah. They beat motherfuckers out here on the street that get plenty of chances and opportunities for doing fuck shit. I'm not going to say who they are, but they ain't men. And they ain't the men ain't shit crowd. For instance, say, let's say Jason Wilson, an awesome man who, in his own right, let's say he just made one mistake, just one thing. The men ain't shit crowd would be like, see, they never been shit. Bad news he was right, fast. He was right there the whole time. Now, that would travel on all platforms faster than any of his videos. Anything that he's, anything positive that he's ever done, that shit right there has to change. How it has to change is a t- is a conversation that we've had later. But, um, yeah, my I always say this quote, two quotes together. I try to do it all the time whenever I depart places. Be great, and don't let anybody's negative opinion of you become your reality. You are in full control of your greatness from this day and every day moving forward. So yeah, good oh, work, yeah, good yeah. sir. That was like eight sentences. Shut up, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I would avoid saying bye to him. Like, man, he goes say say that whole paragraph at me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but that's real though. I can appreciate it. Definitely appreciate hey, gonna, it. I, I, I bet you some of my friends that do that shit too. They'd be like, oh shit, Devin's about to say back. Come on, let's let's just get in the car. <laughs> Don't say nothing. <laughs> we'll text his ass. <laughs> oh, man. Man, look, look, everybody get let me know where to find your stuff at. What was that? So uh, know- yeah, well, what's your what, how do we find you in there? Because I probably need to DM you. I need to uh, I guess I got some questions I gotta ask you. Anyway. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. So on Instagram, uh it's Senec Athletics, just like that. You can find us. Um my Twitter is uh 
the most light-skinned shit ever. It's uh, hey. at Mr. Underscore High Yellow. You can't miss God me. God damn it. Um, and <laughs> as much as you think, I mean, this, this whole podcast has just been really a moderate side of me. Yeah, because once you jump on that Twitter page, it's 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 foolishness. It's ratchet oh, shit. Oh yeah. I don't it know really why is. I haven't. I feel like I haven't seen your Twitter page, but uh, yeah, I'll find I'm, you there. That's a. I'm trifling as hell. Yeah, you were about to. That test. was the most. That was the most light skin thing. I thought you were gonna say some shit like I'm not Al B. Sure type shit. <laughs> but yeah, that's definitely as light skin you can get. You know, so. <laughs> definitely put Al B. Sure on my January playlist though. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. One of my coworkers was in my car the other night. They was like, what is this? I said, get your ass out of the car. <laughs> um, all right, well, I guess I'll I guess my, my last words is man, uh we need to do better and then and in order to do better, we gotta talk about it. So that's pretty much it. Uh my uh my info, uh, our uh our podcast, me and Mike's uh What Up Do Podcast, uh W U D U P D O E. Um and my uh, Twitter page is uh, Grumpy Otis with a zero. Um, and yeah, good talk, fellas. Definitely. You go ahead, yeah, Mike. Definitely. Uh, hopefully, we can get together and have another conversation with some women and really uh, uh, delve into. Uh, I love the. I love saying delve into. It's funny. Um, <laughs> delve into uh, some of these topics that we discussed earlier today. But yeah, like Otis said, man, like we got to do better, but. I mean, when it comes to us doing better, uh, like what Devin said, it's got to change where the negative shit gets amplified and the positive shit gets looked over. Like, man, that's definitely got to change. Um, and yeah, uh, like Otis gave our, our podcast Twitter. Um, my Twitter and Instagram are both Michael underscore Aaron slash light skin, sexy fine. Uh, dot. <laughs> <laughs> I would not be looking that up. And I know you at all. <laughs> Uh, it's, just, it's just Michael underscore Aaron. A-A-R-O-N. Yeah. All right. I guess that's it, man. We are out. Peace. 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 Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Delvin Cox Experience. If you'd like more content, you can go on patreon.com slash the Delvin Cox Experience. There, you will find bonus podcasts and a lot more content. Also, shout out to Patreon producer Ben Goodwin, a.k.a. UK Ghost Rider. If you want to check him out, go on Twitter at ghostwriter underscore UK. Thank you.